Hello, we want to say a special welcome to our Victory Midtown family, as well as all of you who are joining us as guests and new friends today. Listen, we absolutely miss you guys. Uh, we hate that we can't hug you at the door and dap you. See, I'm bringing back the dab in this whole social distancing era. And if you're wondering, I'm Mo, this is Kendra, and we're married. That's the only reason why we're within six feet of each other, because I need to be close to her. Just to be close to you. Trying to brush off the pipes for you, trying to brush off the pipes. But listen, really, we absolutely miss you. Uh, we can't say enough how much we've been praying for yeah. you each and every day, and we so look forward to seeing you again soon. And listen, we also want to say thank you for all of the social media clicks, likes, shares, Instagram reposts, at just all of the love. Some of you even have started a TikTok. What's up? Listen, but we also want to say thank you for your generosity with our outreach. Thank you for your talent. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your gifts so we can still continue the work of the kingdom of God right in the city of Atlanta. That's right. Listen, we have a tremendous opportunity. And, and why we're excited today is because it's been a little while since we've had the opportunity to come to you directly and talk to you as the Victory Midtown family. Now, we've been coming together over these last several weeks as the Victory Church family. Yeah, but yeah. we wanted to speak with you today to let you know that we have a big opportunity in this season. Let me break this down. In this season of social distancing, in this season of people being paranoid with the coronavirus, COVID-19, we have an opportunity to be a blessing to the world around us. Yeah. Now, when I say that immediately, you might be saying, okay, are you living under a rock with <laughs> everything that I'm going through, with all the things that I'm faced with, the pressures and the anxiety? How can you say that we're in a time of being a blessing? Let me say this. It may look like something is dangerous around you. It may look like things are coming down around you. But I want to let you know the good news, the gospel, is that God is with us. Pastor yeah. Dennis said something last week. He said, we can make it through this with God. Yeah. So as we're looking through this, we want you to know, we want to continue to echo that and say, we can make through this with God. Can you say that with me? We, we can, can make, make it, it through this, this with, with God. God. Now, as we're looking at this, I want you to know this. This is a time, as I talk about an opportunity, this is a time where people like you and people like me were created for a moment like this. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. People like you and people like me, we were created for a time like this. I'm going to say it like this. We were actually created to be answers to the problems of this world. Mm. Some of y'all still are not with me right now. I want to say it one other way. We were created to be a blessing to the world around us. Now, if you don't believe me still, if you're not convicted, I want to show you what I mean in the book of Genesis. In Genesis 12, God tells us of his intention for his children, which means us, you and me. And he started to talk about Abraham, who we see as the father of faith when it comes to being a believer and a Christian. And I want to read this scripture for us because I believe if we grab this, we will kind of have an indication of what God is doing in this time. Follow me here. In Genesis 12, chapter 1 through 3, the Bible says this, Then the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your kindred, and your father's household, and go. Somebody say go. You know I'm responsive. Say go. Go. I don't hear you. Say it one more time. Say go. Go. Go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. I'm going to back up, I'm going to rewind, and I'm going to play it back. 
all the families of the earth will be blessed through who? Come on, touch yourself right now. Touch yourself through me. Yes, through me, through you. And so as we're looking at this, I want you to know, this is not an outdated gospel. No. This is not something that we cannot hold on to. This still applies to us today. And it is actually, if you didn't know it, it is actually our job and our joy to be a blessing to the world around us. And here's something to consider as we think about that. Sometimes you have to be made a little bit uncomfortable to move into being the blessing you are called to be. That was good to me if it wasn't good to you. Sometimes God has to shake some things up for us to shape up. Mm. Sometimes he has to move us out of our comfort zones to understand that he has something greater for us. And that is why God said to Abram, go. Abram would have never been anything of a blessing. He wouldn't have never walked and left this country and gone where the Lord was taking him if he would have just stayed comfortable in that place. So again, sometimes God just has to shift some things so that we can shape up into the image of who he's called us to be. That's good. And here's the thing. Listen, if we're going to be a blessing to the world around us, we've got to leave our comfort zone. Why? You'll never bless the world standing still. That's good. There must be movement. Mm. There has to be action in order for there to be a reaction. Now, there's a passage of scripture that's very familiar to us that I want to share with us. It's in Luke chapter five, and it speaks to the need for action. It reads like this. When he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. It was no sooner than he said it that it was done and a huge haul of fish straining their nets past capacity filled the nets. They waved to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Now, here's the thing. For many of us, Prior to COVID-19, we had been talking all night about some things. Yeah. Maybe we were toiling and worry. Maybe we were toiling, toiling trying to get people to come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe we were just toiling and worrying about our family. Whatever it was, we didn't catch a huge haul. We didn't cast our net the way that Jesus said. But in this season, we have a great opportunity before us to do like Peter did and cast the net again, because I believe that we're standing before a great opportunity. Now, I know that many of you guys are saying, but hold on, we're in a crisis. Here's the thing. I don't really see this as a crisis. Why? I know that in crisis, we have an opportunity to create innovation as well as to introduce innovative change. So I don't see this as a crisis. I see this as an opportunity for us to cast our nets again and prepare for the greatest harvest. I don't know about y'all, but I almost ran out my seat just now (laughs) because my spirit is jumping. And listen, we don't want this just to be a one-way street. We hope that you are sensing and feeling what God is saying and doing right now. Because as we walk through this, we have to understand that, that a crisis, again, it gives us an opportunity to shift. But what I want to do right now, because mid I've missed you for a while, and you know what we like to say, lean in. I need you to lean in on this one. Lean in, because this is something that's very important for us. Yeah, you all the way in the back, the person over there in, in the kitchen eating that ham sandwich, the person on the couch over there. We need, come on, lean in. Yes. Lean in, y'all. Listen to this. 
while I know that there might be what looks like a lot of restrictions in place around us. Don't, don't lean back, lean back. We need to make sure that we don't focus on the restriction, but we focus on the opportunities that we have and what looks like the restriction. That's good. Because what I want to say to yeah. you is because every restriction comes with an opportunity. Let me say that one more time. Every restriction or what seems like a restriction comes with an opportunity. And what I want us to know is a lot of times when we hear about restrictions, mm -hmm. we're faced with a no. Yeah. We're faced with a no saying you can't go here. You can't touch this person. You can't be this close. You can't go to your favorite restaurant. Yeah. But this is what I want us to do. I want us to shift our mindsets mm. for a moment. I want us to shift our paradigm. Shift that no from being a negative and take yeah. it as this. No, N-O stands for new opportunity. That's good. One more time. N-O, that no, it's not a restriction in our book when we know that God is for us. Mm -hmm. It stands for new opportunity opportunity. And many of you know what I'm talking about. Like for me, many of you that know me, you know I love working out. It's part of my daily routine. And when they said the gyms were closed, I kind of had to start, I started sweating a little bit. But what I did is that it caused me to shift into creativity. Yeah. Yeah. It caused me to shift into innovation. Mm -hmm. We've had the most creative workouts at home <laughs> right there in our room. Pray for me, y'all. Are y'all praying for <laughs> making sure that we still walk in this thing and keep our fitness? Now, some may be saying, okay, well, I'm not one who works out. What about you like to go to your favorite restaurant? You have yeah. that creature comfort that, you know, it really kind of does your body good. Listen, in this season, you might need to be creative and shift what you were eating before because now it's causing for you to innovate. Yeah. Everybody at Victory Midtown, you know, I don't like cooking. But because of these restrictions, because of this new opportunity, just the other day, I was Chef Moyardee in the kitchen. At least I didn't post it because it wasn't post-worthy, <laughs> but I had to get creative if I wanted to eat. Amen. So as we look at this, we have an opportunity, even those who are saying we can't come to church on the weekends. I want to gather with my people. Listen, while we want to gather that way, we don't need to look at that restriction as a bad thing. What we need to look at is now, in this current climate, we have an opportunity to reach even more people than would have ever come into a church building. Yeah. So as we're looking at this again, we're shifting our paradigm. We're shifting our focus. And there are three questions that I want us to ask ourselves as we look at what looks like a restriction. See, we become a blessing when we can ask ourselves these questions in the midst of what looks like a crisis or a restriction. Mm -hmm. So these three questions are this. Write this down. Go ahead and get your paper, get your pen. Go ahead and put this in your notes. Listen, the first question that I want us to ask in the midst of restriction is this. Who am I becoming? Mm. What that means is who will I be at the other side of this circumstance? See, right now it's COVID-19. But later down the line, another year, another two years, it's going to be something that you need to be able to be innovative and now become another version of you. Number two, what do I need to change? See, for all of us, there are some things that we should have changed already. Yeah. But now because of restriction, it is causing us to go into hyperdrive and say, I don't have a choice but to change. And we want to make sure that we never waste a crisis. Let me say that one more time. I was taught that a long time ago. When a crisis comes, when restrictions come, never waste a crisis so you can become better than who you were before. And the third thing, the third question that I want you to ask in restriction is this. Who can I bring with me? Who can I bring with me? That's the question of who can I spend more time with in this season, yeah. investing in to make sure that they are better right. because I was around. Right. So again, as we ask those questions, here's the major key alert. Go ahead and write this down. Major key alert. 
This is one of the greatest opportunities for harvest that the church has ever had. Why, you might be asking. Because we have all had to come to grips with the fact that we're not in control anymore. Yeah. And in the reality of the situation, Mo just said it, the harvest is plentiful. Yeah. Be, not, be not deceived. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who are looking for an answer. And what I want to remind us as we're leading into Easter is what it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. It says a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. Mm. There is also mushrooming opposition. Now, I like how it says it in the NIV. It says, because a great door for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose it. What am I getting at? Right now, we can literally reach people through one click. Yeah. And here's the thing, for those of us who profess Christ, people are looking at our character. And that's how we act when no one's around and how we act when everyone is around. Let's not miss this opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Absolutely. And even as you talk about that, this weekend represents Palm Sunday or Palm Weekend. And this is when we prepare ourselves for the big Easter or resurrection celebration. And what I want us to grab is that, just like Kendra said, there is a huge door that is open. And for all of us, especially those who have been in church for a little while, you know Palm Sunday is like the pre-Super Bowl weekend for all of us. We're getting ready. We're making sure we're locked and loaded, ready to put our biggest production on for the glory of God so that people can be exposed to Christ. But right now, COVID-19 is trying to hate on us. (laughs) But we're not going to let that happen. We are still going to move forward because even with the adversaries, even with the mushroom of opposition, we are still those who are commanded to be a blessing like it says in Genesis 12. See, here's an example. In Acts chapter 11, I want you to just write this down and look at it later. In Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, a famine was predicted. So what they did in that time is they each had to now take what they had and take care of others. And that's what we have an opportunity to do in this season. On this Palm Sunday weekend, we have an opportunity to get ourselves ready so that we can actually reach out and give to others. I want to say it like this. It's actually pretty appropriate that two years ago today, (laughs) for all of those who have been around Victory Midtown for a little bit more than a year and a half, two years, two years ago today, this weekend, I preached my first message at Victory Midtown. I wasn't a pastor at Victory Midtown. I was like a guest speaker. (laughs) And I had the opportunity to speak a word on Palm Sunday. And here's the thing. One of the main points that I made was that we must have what I call harvest hands. Harvest hands. What does that mean? If the harvest is plentiful, Mm -hmm. but the laborers are few, if there's a great door open, if the nets are cast out, we have to take our hands, even if we can't touch physically, we have to put our hands to the plow spiritually, emotionally, and and walking through this thing out so that we can really bring people in to the kingdom by any means necessary. So as we're preparing for Easter, as we're preparing for Resurrection Weekend, let's be a blessing in these three ways that we just want to break down quickly. We want to break down this in, in a physical way, yeah. in an emotional way, and a spiritual way. Again, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So what does this look like? Yeah. The first way, we want to be a blessing physically, mm-hmm. which actually means I'll help you. Yeah. I'll come outside of myself and help. 
And many of you, we want to just say again, as Kendra said earlier, thank you because you have answered the call, because you have been out here as we've been participating in different things for Victory Midtown, even really serving our community. A lot of you know we were one of the first cities to get the stay-at-home order, and we were actually kind of shifted in our outreach because it was actually shut down. But I want to give, we want to give a big shout-out to our ministry coordinator, Emily Crawford, who would not let a shelter-in-place order displace our desire to be a blessing and dispensers of God's grace in Midtown. That's right. And because of that perseverance, because of that vision, we were still able to be a blessing to Safe House, to the homeless community. We have other things that we'll be t- telling you about that we'll be able to do because she was able to help lead our yeah. outreach charge, coordinating drop-offs, pickups, clothing, clothing distribution, volunteer opportunities, and even feeding families, which our very own Havel family, Lane and Katie, they were right there. You see the picture right there on your yeah. screen. They were able to help so many people in a time where people were pushing away. Absolutely. So what we're saying here again, if we're going to be there physically, we have to be willing to come outside of ourselves and say, I'll help. That's right. And the second way we want to encourage you to be a blessing is emotionally. And what that looks like is it's simply saying, I care. Why don't you just say that? I care. Now, for those of you who've been at Midtown for a while, you know that we operate through what we call a culture of care. And what that simply means is that we want to care for you and we do our best to care for you one-to-one. So if you've been at Victory Midtown over the last seven to 10 days, you have received a call from someone on our staff. And literally what we've been calling you and saying is that, hey, we are thinking of you, we're praying about you, and we're here for you. Is there anything that we can pray and agree with you Four. Mm -hmm. And I want to just share a testimony. So last Monday night, I called some faithful Midtown family members, Sharice and Tashi. And when I spoke to Sharice, she was saying that both Tashi, her husband, and her mom were running a high fever. Now, Sharice, just so you know, is a nurse. So she was right on top of her job. But she said, Doc, she calls me Doc. She's like, Doc, could you pray for me that their fevers would break? So we prayed, believing God for healing. Well, that was Monday. By Wednesday, Tashi was in the hospital. Mm. By Friday, he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Listen, don't get sad because there's a joy story coming here. Sunday afternoon, right around 3 o'clock. What did you say? Early on Sunday morning. (laughs) That's a little old school. (laughs) Listen, Sunday, Tashi was released from the hospital. Yes. Midtown. Healed of COVID-19. Healed. Come on. In a season where all we're hearing is about the death rate. Yes. He was healed of it. And when I spoke to Cherie, she said, Doc, this is a thing. We both heard the Lord say, do not lose your faith. Yes, COVID-19 mm. is going around, but I want you to hear me very clearly. Yeah. And I declare this prophetically. There's COVID going around, but we as the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, we are covered. Amen. So we've got to speak faith into the atmosphere because not only was Tashi healed and he's home now, I want to give you guys another testimony. My best friend was diagnosed with COVID. She was in ICU for an entire week. You all, I got a text today. She is moving from ICU off a ventilator to a normal hospital room on our way home. Let's give it up for Jesus. 
<laughs> I'm clapping it up because I'm excited. So listen, when we say I care, it's having a culture of care. And the last thing I want to share with you guys about us at Midtown, you know this, it's that we believe in on-the-spot prayer. So when you're reaching out to your family, to your friends, listen, and they say, can you pray for me? Don't say, yeah, I'll get to that later. Do it now. Do it on the spot. It's been a game changer for us at Victory Midtown. Listen, I've been saying this all week, so I want to share it with you. We've all heard the hashtag, check on your strong friend. This weekend, next week, the months to come, I want you to intentionally check on your saved friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, see, we have a hope that they don't have. So take some time and check on your saved friends. And as a matter of fact, so I love how you said that because a lot of times we do check on our saved friends. But what we've been talking about is we want to make sure that we also reach out and check on our unsaved yes, friends. Yes, yes. Because as we check on our unsaved friends, again, she said it so many times, that's the time when they see our character. Yes. That's not the time where we say, okay, no, I'm too blessed to be stressed. No, that's when we say, I'm blessed so I'm at rest. Yeah. And I want to share this rest that I have with you so that you can walk in this same joy. Mm -hmm. So as we're walking through this, again, one of the things that uh, we've been talking about is even with our small group. When yeah. we came to Victory two years ago, as we're talking about being with each other and saying that I care, we both lead small groups and we yep. were in a small group, but we had, because of that influence of the small group that we attended, mm -hmm. we both said, okay, now it's time for us to actually wrap around some other people and start walking with them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, here's the thing. About a year ago, Mo and I, with everything else that was on our plates, we felt the Lord saying that you two need to start your own small groups and walk with a close group of people. And for almost a year now, we meet with our small group. We have community with this group of people. And listen, the one thing that everyone has said Said that has been a blessing about us leading small groups is the community connection. What am I getting at? Right now, we're in a season where people need community, yeah. and we can do that digitally, so don't hesitate. You've heard about the call for small groups. So listen, text 203040 mm -hmm. and get, in, get involved, get plugged in, because here's the thing that we've got to understand. In this season of uncertainty, people need to know that there are those who they can depend on that are very certain for sure. Absolutely. And that leads us then to our third thing. It's actually number two. It's actually number Pardon two. Pardon me, our second thing. We're going to be, be a blessing what? Spiritually. Spiritually. Now. Spiritually. Yes. yes. So with that, that means that I'm here. Yes. As we're talking about being a blessing spiritually, that means I'm here. So again, as we're talking about this weekend being Palm Sunday yeah. or Palm Weekend, we're in preparation. So what this means is as you're here, go ahead and start inviting people. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and start hosting watch parties. Go ahead and put IG Live on, on your uh, profile so that you can make sure that people are invited into this opportunity. FaceTime your friends. <laughs> Listen, some of the best smiles, laughs, uh, uh, encouragement that you can get in this season is to make sure that you just surprise somebody with a FaceTime. While our physical touch is limited in this season, our digital touch, as you said, yeah. can actually be compounded, multiplied, and have an exponential impact. And listen, I just want to share with you, uh, last week we prayed. You know, every Wednesday night we're praying here collectively, um, all three campuses at Norcross. And so last Wednesday night we were in prayer, and I was praying for scientists and biochemists. And later that evening, a student who had taught some time ago literally wrote this on my Facebook wall. She said, I am not a person of faith. 
but your words in your first video sparked me to what amounts to prayer for the first time in a long time. Thank you for praying for scientists. Listen, it's true. People are camping out on social media. So if they're camping out, let's give them the best some more they've ever had. Let's give them Jesus. Why? People are looking for an answer. And in this fragile time, we've got to be the answer. So I want to encourage us in this season to increase our kindness quotient. What does that mean practically? Be kind to the customer service rep. Why? They're going through the same thing we are. Be kind to the concierge. Why? They're going through the same thing as us. Be kind to the members of your community, especially your family. Why? Mo and I are in this together. We're going through the same thing together. Now, here's the thing. For those of you who want to reach outside of your safe community, your church community, I want to encourage you to do three things. Kerry Newhoff, he says it this way. He says, listen, if you want to reach and disciple and just spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who aren't saved, do these things. Number one, read or listen to what your unchurched neighbor is reading or listening to. I said it this way. It's important because context creates conversation. Mm, mm. Number two, understand the culture's vocabulary. Why? Communication creates currency. See, I'm a professor and I've got to understand the vocabulary of my students so I can have that communication with them. And the last thing that Newhopper says is this. He says, explore all the language of the scripture. Why should we do that? We should do that because we have to become culturally relevant even today. What are philosophers saying? What are the top 10 bloggers saying? What are the people with the highest rating uh, uh, podcast saying? We need to understand what's being said so that we can reach those who don't understand our language yet. Wow. Wow. That, That is so loaded because I also believe as we're in this season where things are changing so rapidly, where people's, literally their whole lives have changed, you know, where we went from, you know, one person working outside the home and maybe one person working in to now yeah. both people being in there. I'm sure I've gotten on your last nerves <laughs> a few, few times this week or last I week. I plead the fifth. She pleads the fifth. So I think there is something in it for us to understand that people need this type of message yeah. right now. Yeah. People need to understand. We need all of us, we need to understand yeah. that this is a message of hope, that you want, we want you to understand that God is for you, not against you, that he has a hope and a future for you. This is a message of peace. This is a message of joy. But the first way that people are going to get this message is if we embody it. Yeah. If we are carriers of that peace, if we are carriers of that joy. And here's the good news. As we're talking about being a blessing to this world, this is what we need to do. And this is what we need to know. If we're saying those three things, if we're saying I'll help, I want you to know right now that God is also saying I'll help. That's right. If we're saying, number two, that I care, if you're telling somebody that you care, we want you to know that God is also saying to you. I care. I care. Yeah. And number three, if you are one who is reaching out to your neighbor, to your friend, to your loved one, to your spouse, who you may have gotten on their nerves and you need to apologize to right now, I want us to be able to say, just like we're saying, I'm here, God is also saying to us, I'm here for for you. you. Yeah. 
And it's so important for us to know that because God wants us to pass the blessing that he has been to us mm -hmm. on to, to somebody else. That's he right. wants us to play it forward. And I want to give you this scripture because if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Christ, this is something that we have to grab and understand as a part of our responsibility in the body of Christ. And as we bring hope to a world who needs to see what hope looks like. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 from the message paraphrase, it says this, all praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. Another version says that we comfort those with the very same comfort that we receive from God. So as we're talking about this and as we're winding this up, you may be watching today and you didn't know that God was here for you. You didn't know that he cared for you. You didn't know that he wanted to help, for, help you. But I want you to know that he cares for you. He wants to help you. And if you have not invited him into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to yield yourself to his care. Yeah. And if you would like to do that, I want to lead you in this prayer. And if you would say this prayer with me, I believe you will have an encounter with God that he will be able to walk with you in a way like you've never experienced before. Let's pray. Pray this prayer and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for being with me. I thank you for caring for me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me before I even knew that I was a sinner. And right now, I repent, which means I turn away from my old way of doing things and I turn towards your way of doing things. Holy Spirit, be with me. Help me. Change me. In the midst of this crisis, I need you. I confess my life, my sins, and everything about me, that they are all yours. It's in Jesus' name that I receive you as my Lord and I receive you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Listen, what we want all of you to know right now, that if you're watching right now, that God wants to bless you. Yeah. He wants to bless you. But more than wanting to bless you, he wants you to be a blessing to the world around you. So what we want to leave you with is this blessing that we've been talking about for the last several weeks. And then we want to allow you to hear God's heart for you in this season through a song called The Blessing. So right now I'm going to declare this scripture over you and then we're going to give you a blessing as you receive what God is saying. Number six, uh, verses 24 through 26, it says this, the Lord bless you and keep you. Yes. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Right now, we declare that even through a crisis, you will be able to operate in a new opportunity. We declare right now that you will not be downtrodden, but your spirit will be lifted up. Yes. Right now, we declare that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. We declare that even when darkness seems like it's looming around you through depression and through anxiety, we declare that the Prince of Peace be with you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare that you are blessed, that you are fruitful, that you will multiply. And as we say every week, we declare that you will live yes. and not die Amen. to declare the mighty work of the kingdom. Amen. 
Victory Midtown, all of our friends, all of our guests, we love you. God bless you. Amen. Receive this word over you now. In Jesus' name, amen.